hello there, friends, and welcome to the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright, and I'll be your host this hour for a selection of 78 RPM records for my collection. It's an assortment of music from the first half of the 20th century. We open the program today with a hot little dance band record made in Chicago on July 12, 1926, by Al Handler and his Alamo Hotel Cafe Orchestra. That's a mouthful. <laughs> the record is called Mandy. It was issued on Columbia 713-D. Al Handler was a songwriter who composed things like The Nightmare and Phantom Blues, among others. And he had, as you'll hear, quite a good dance orchestra. Unfortunately, they did not record very much. You can count all of Al Handler's records on two hands. But all the ones that I've heard have been very, very good, and they leave me longing for more. So in the meantime, we'll have to just be satisfied with what we do have. I hope you'll enjoy Mandy. Of course, with any record, it's the music that comes first, and with Al Handler and his Alamo Hotel Cafe Orchestra, the music is pretty good. (laughs) But I never can seem to refrain from mentioning spacious acoustics when they are present, as they are in that record. 
And I've taken some gentle ribbing from listeners over this point over the last few years, but I point it out because it's rather unusual. Back in the 1920s and early 30s, most recording studios featured deadened acoustics. They hung carpets and curtains and other things on the walls to get rid of any trace of room ambience so that the sound is more direct and focused. But when they went out to record on location, as they did in this case, they often didn't have much control over the acoustics, and so we get these more live-sounding recordings that sound more like you're in the theater with the dance band. This kind of recording was more common in Europe and especially in England. I think you find more dance bands with spacious acoustics, but not nearly so much here in the United States, so I seem to <laughs> can't help myself from pointing it out when I come across records like this one by Al Handler that have that really nice, reverberant, spacious sound. That was made in Chicago, as I said, in July of 1926, the title Mandy, a good way to open this edition of the Shellac Stack. And if you're just joining us, my name is Brian Wright. I'm playing 78 RPM records of the 1920s, 30s, and 40s here today. I'm glad you could join me. And from Al Handler and his Alamo Hotel Cafe Orchestra, we're going to keep the Texas theme going a little longer here, not for the entire program, but at least for the next set. We'll open with Dalhart's Texas Panhandlers, a group headed up by Vernon Dalhart, consisting of studio guitarist Carson Robison, along with Fiddlin' Murray Kellner. This is a record made in New York on March 9th, 1926. The tune is by Carson Robison, and it's called Better Get Out of My Way. And it's billed on the label as a hoedown, which might be a little optimistic. I don't know how much you could hoedown to this, but it's a lively enough record. And then, in something of a response to a request from Leif Hallen over in Sweden, who asked to hear some Joe Hames Orchestra, records of uh, the period before Tommy Dorsey took over the band. We'll hear a Joe Hames disc from June of 1934. It's an old Isham Jones song that goes back to about 1922 called On the Alamo. A bit of a dreary thing, if I say so, at least in this arrangement, but uh, it's the nearest Joe Hames I had at hand, so (laughs) sorry, Leif, if this isn't quite your cup of tea. It's still not a bad record. I mean, come on, Isham Jones composition, the Joe Hames band, It can't be, but so bad. In fact, I think it's pretty good. And then we'll wrap up the set with Dick Robertson and his orchestra keeping us in Texas just a little longer. And in fact, the home of the Alamo, we'll hear San Antonio Rose, DECA 3559 from November of 1940. But starting the set, Vernon Dalhart's Texas Panhandlers. Cemetery looking at the sky, better get out of my way. If you start to sleep and gonna have you in a pie, better get out of my way. Mm-hmm. 
Said she was true to me, better get out of my way. Then I found her sitting on another man's knee, better get out of my way. Inside in the cake, beer to get out of my way. Went I am a coming and I gotta shake a leg, beer to get out of my way.
low And I sing of my love to the stars up above Sweetheart of the Alamo San Antonio Rose, San Antonio Rose When the herd has gone to rest On a ranch just for two Only me there with you Down beside the Alamo When my daily chores are done And the slowly setting sun Tells me that the day is through When the Texas moon is pale Down the lonely Texas trail I'll be riding back to you San Antonio Rose San Antonio Rose Roundup time will soon be gone I'll be heading for home And I never will roam From my rose of San Antonio San Antonio Rose San Antonio Rose Roundup time will soon be gone I'll be heading for home And I never will roam From my rose of San Antonio It may lack the sparkle of the Bob Wills performance of Bob Will's own San Antonio Rose, but I think Dick Robertson does a decent enough job. He recorded that in New York on November 28, 1940. Before that, Joe Hames and his orchestra on Melotone 6-03-05 from June of 1934 on the Alamo, and starting the set, Vernon Dalhart's Texas Panhandlers, a vocalion record from March of 1926. Better get out of my way. Indeed. <laughs> well, I've got a record here that I'm going to send out to my friend Ed Clute in Watkins Glen, New York. I know how much he enjoys the piano stylings of Frankie Carl. So we'll hear Frankie Carl at a piano feature now from June of 1940, a song that goes back to the mid-20s called Sweet Lorraine. It's Columbia 35572. And then we're going to stay in the swing era for a couple more. We'll hear John Kirby and his orchestra play Can't We Be Friends? from July of 1940, and then wrapping up the set, an unusual instrumental written in part by George Van Epps. It's the George Van Epps Ensemble. The thing is called Lock It Up, Columbia 35694 from March 15th of 1938. So three Red Label Columbia records now, all three of them I think pretty good, starting with Frankie Carl.
It's such an unusual and musically interesting record. I wish I could tell you more about it. The title was Lock It Up. That was the George Van Epps Ensemble, which really was just a pickup group of musicians from Jimmy Dorsey's band. Drummer Bill Hardy brought them together on March 15, 1938 in Los Angeles to cut four selections for Columbia, including A Ducky Dish, Squatting at the Grotto, which I've played in the past here on the Shellac Stack, The Varsity Drag, and Lock It Up. Members of the group include George Thoe on trumpet, Joe Uckel on trombone, Sal Ligar on clarinet, Pete Logan on alto sax, either Jack Stacy or Jack Cheney on tenor sax, Bobby Van Epps at the piano, George Van Epps, of course, playing guitar, Slim Jim Taft on the bass, a name I associate with Herman Kennan's Multnomah Hotel Orchestra of a dozen years earlier that made some terrific dance records of the mid-twenties for Victor. I, I always keep an eye out for Slim Jim Taft. And then, of course, Bill Hardy rounding out the group on drums. As I said, a rather unusual record made all the more unusual because the label describes it as a banjo novelty, and yet <laughs> I don't hear a single banjo on it. Or the flip side, I don't know where that tag, a banjo novelty, comes from. I know of no recordings of this piece featuring a banjo or any published arrangements featuring banjo, so I can only guess <laughs> that that may have been a joke or uh, who knows, who knows. George Van Epps Ensemble, lock it up. Before that, John Kirby and his orchestra with Can't We Be Friends, and starting the set, Frankie Carl at the piano for our friend Ed Clute, we heard Sweet Lorraine. Well, now I've got some pretty good dance records of the late 20s and early 30s, beginning with the High Hatters, one of those Victor House groups that made some terrific snappy dance music in the late 20s and early 30s. In this case, the record dates from June 2nd, 1931. Frank Luther will be the vocalist, though he does not get billing on the label. The song is called Just a Blue-Eyed Blonde, my copy pressed in the UK on his master's voice B6052. And then we'll hear Smith Ballou sing with the Ipana Troubadours, directed by Sam Lannan. We'll hear Hanging on the Garden Gate, saying goodnight. And as I look at these two records, I realize by coincidence, both are written by the same songwriting team of Khan and Fiorito. Uh, both Just a Blue-Eyed Blonde and Hanging on the Garden Gate. And then we'll wrap up the set with Fred Hall and his band billed as the Hometowners on Banner 0532 from November 18, 1929. Arthur Fields will be the vocalist on College Days, which is really quite lively, as you will hear. Starting the set, the High Hatters, Just a Blue-Eyed Blonde. Just a blue eye. 
red blonde who happens to be fond of me, lucky me. Just a blue-eyed blonde and as pretty as a blonde can be. She can be so nice, so sweet. When you meet her, you say she's grand, she's neat, and she's got that certain pretty baby way, always on the go. But it happens that she goes for me, lucky me. Did she answer no? Oh no, she answered yes, sirree. Did I slip? Did I fall? Who's the cause of it all? Just a blue-eyed blonde who happens to be fond of me. Garden game. 
Drink a block and fall. That's what we're learning now in college. Arithmetic is one thing that we don't know much about. No, but a little girlish figure you can always figure out. Cause one and one is always two, but more than two will never do. That's what we're learning now in college. Rah, rah.
we'd have to admit that there's an element of corniness about nearly everything that Fred Hall recorded, but <laughs> the records are just so exuberant and full of good cheer that I don't really care. They're just a great deal of fun to listen to, and that one was no exception. College Days was the title. The label of Banner 0532 credits the group as the Hometowners, just uh, one of many pseudonyms used by Fred Hall. That was recorded in New York on November 18, 1929, and again, Arthur Fields was the vocalist, who also incidentally gets co-composer credit for College Days along with Fred Hall. Well, if you've listened to the shellac stack for any length of time, you have probably heard me mention the name and probably heard me play some records by Japanese crooner Dick Mine, who back in the 1930s was one of the most prolific singers on record in Japan, at least in the realm of popular music, although he did all kinds of things. That has led me and uh, I think quite a few others to liken him to Bing Crosby, which is not to say that his voice or singing style was similar to Bing Crosby, but in terms of uh, his prolificness and in terms of just his position as uh, one of the top singers, he sort of uh, occupies, or at least occupied in Japan, a similar place culturally as Bing Crosby did here in the States. We're going to hear Dick Mine and his Serenaders, a recording from November of 1934, this time in a bit of a tango mood with something called Black Eyes issued in Japan on the Teichiku label, 1530. And then we're going to head to England and hear theater organist Reginald Dixon and a real lively rendition of Canadian capers that was made in the Tower Blackpool in September 1934, issued on Regal Zonophone MR1432. And then, since we invoked the name of Bing Crosby, we'll hear Bing Crosby with Georgie Stoll and his orchestra, in October of 1934, a recording made out in Los Angeles, the song by Ray Noble, one of his finest, it's The Very Thought of You. But starting us off, Dick Mine, spelled M-I-N-E, at least when it's transliterated from the Japanese, that's usually how it's spelled. Here he is. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,
you And I forget to do Those little ordinary things That everyone ought to do I'm living in a kind of daydream I'm happy as a king And foolish though it may seem To me that's everything The mere idea of you Belonging here for you You'll never know how slow The moments go till I'm near to you I see your face in every flower Your eyes in stars above Just the thought of you The very thought of you My love singing career on record lasted about 50 years, but I find that those records he made in the early 1930s are just about the most magical of them all. I really enjoy those. That was The Very Thought of You from October 5th, 1934. And now because we're running a little short on time and I've still got three records I want to play for you, I won't tell you all of the titles we'll hear. We'll come back and talk about them afterwards. But first up, I'll tell you it's the Mills Brothers in September of 1934, that old classic Tiger Rag. Bidi da 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 da
little Margie I'm always thinking of you, Margie I'll tell the world I love you Don't forget your promise to me I have bought a home and ring And everything for Margie You've been my inspiration Days are never blue After all is said and done There is really only one Oh, Margie, Margie, it's you That sends you out into the world with a smile. Billy Banks and his orchestra, April 18th, 1932, Margie. Before that, Ethel Merman with Al Goodman and his orchestra on the Liberty Music Shop label, L255. From February 22nd, 1939, just a little bit more. And starting the set, the Mills Brothers, Deca 167 from September 14th, 1934, Tiger Rag. And that's about going to do it for this edition of the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright, and as always, I thank you very much for joining me this hour. I hope you found some records that you liked, and I hope you'll come back next time and we'll do it again. Until then, take care. Bye-bye.